Uh, let me tell you about our sponsor, The Covenant. Old Testament is foundational to the entire human family, and it is being lost, forgotten, and misunderstood. There is a group called KO Films. They want to change it by creating The Covenant, a multi-season TV series adaptation of the stories of the Old Testament. It is written by a good friend of mine and screenwriter, Andrew Claven. He is the best. Um, these are honest depictions. This is not a Hollywood thing. They keep making Hollywood keeps making biblical movies and they change them. We believe these stories are sacred. They're not our stories they are God's stories. And we will honor the Bible and the historic texts in a way that elevates the Bible and brings people back to it. KO Films is producing the series through crowdfunding, which means you can help uh, and they need your help by investing in KO Films and backing the covenant. You can impact uh, this uh, this broken world. We invite you to do it right now. Uh, all you have to do is uh, just go to KOTV, C-A-Y-O-T-V dot com slash back. Invest now. Redistricting is happening now, and of course, the Democrats are doing everything they can to redistrict in their favor. The Republicans also have a redistricting trust uh, as the battles heat up for 2022. Luckily, one of the guys who's the co-chairman, uh, I trust, <laughs> and a, a good guy. Secretary Mike Pompeo is that man. He joins us in 60 seconds. Program. Time Magazine has laid out the potential death of the dollar in a fascinating and terrifying piece last week. China has already opened up its digital currency to foreigners, and next year, when they host the Winter Olympic Games, they expect the whole visiting world to utilize and test their new cryptocurrency. China is estimated to be about 10 years ahead of the United States, and the very nature of money could all but be dictated by those who lead the charge and how. That's according to Time magazine. Other countries are sincerely interested in finding ways to decrease their dependence on the dollar, and the U.S. is facing uh, a world in which it may not control or even lead the world's payment systems. This changes your life dramatically. Our currency is the currency that is held by the globe. They sell it and replace it with something else. Our lifestyle goes way, way down. It's coming. Please protect yourself. Find out if gold or silver is right for you. From now until Friday, you're going to receive one free one ounce silver gold line branded bar with every qualifying purchase order at goldline.com. Don't wait. Call and find out how to protect your portfolio today. Call 866-GOLDLINE. That's 866-GOLDLINE. Or go to goldline.com. Do it today. Former CIA director, 
a former U.S. Secretary of State and chairman of CAVPAC, and also the co-chair of the National Republican Redistricting Trust, Mike Pompeo is with us. Mike, you really need to get a resume. Uh, <laughs> Good morning, Glenn. Great to be with you. Good to be with you, sir. Um, thank you for coming on. I want to talk to you about redistricting, but I have to ask you a question on a story that broke yesterday uh, from Michael Isakoff, so take it for what it's worth, that says that the gist of the article, you were so obsessed with Julian Assange and WikiLeaks that you and the president were looking at really aggressive methods, including kidnapping or an assassination. One scenario included a possible shootout with Russian agents who you believed were going to try to get Assange for themselves. Uh, Glenn, I've seen the piece. I knew they were writing on this thing. Uh, I'd say three things. First of all, it's, it's a cop. We, we've seen uh, you as a big Russia hoax perpetrator. Yep, he was. Yeah. So, so, so take take that for what it's worth. Second, uh, there are many stories out there now about how the president and I were engaged in things that were crazy. Right. There's just talk about that. There was an effort to drop a nuclear weapon on China in the last week's administration. This story is of that same ilk, right? Just I, I couldn't tell you who they have as their sources, but those sources didn't know what we were doing. And then the third point, I guess, Glenn, is we were we were very worried about the fact that we had bad actors who were stealing really, really sensitive material from the United States. And I, I, I make no apologies for the fact that we and the administration were working diligently to make sure that we were able to protect this important, sensitive information from whether it was cyber actors in Russia or the Chinese military or anyone who was trying to take this information away from us, not just commercial stuff like intellectual property theft, but real national security secrets. And so we were working hard to go after those bad actors who were trying to do that. So was Assange and WikiLeaks, are they uh, are they journalists in a media outlet or a or a hostile intelligence entity? So I came to believe that they were, in fact, the, one of the first non-state hostile intelligence entities. They weren't mm. engaged in even crappy reporting like Isakov does. They were they were engaged in <laughs> active active efforts to uh, steal secrets themselves and pay others to do the same in a way that violated. Uh, but the central understandings that I think the American people get. And second, violated U.S. law as well. We we were always careful. Um, I'm all about a big, bold, strong First Amendment, but these folks were acting in ways that were deeply inconsistent with that. Okay, they're redistricting now, um, and these last for ten years uh, as they draw the district lines in 2021 and 2022. They'll be in place for ten years. And that's how we elect uh, officials. Uh, and it's embarrassing the way they snake uh, through uh, uh, districts, quite honestly. Um, you, you are coordinating the national redistricting strategy for the Republicans. Tell me what you're doing and why it's so important. So, Glenn, the last time we did this, now coming on 10 years ago, the Republican Party went uh, full hibernation mode. We, we just we played victim. We screamed at the Democrats for behaving badly and then suffered the consequences of this where they drew maps that just couldn't get conservatives and Republicans to win. Sure. And so my, my view is enough. I want to crush them. I want to make sure we get fair maps every place we go. We, look, we've seen what happens when Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer in charge with uh, Democrat president of White House these last eight months. We have to make sure these maps are right and fair. And I want I want state elected officials who, in the end, 
get to make these decisions, Republican state elected officials to say, no, we're going to be serious about this. This is a decade long decision we're making. And if the Democrats threaten to sue, bring it on. We're, we're going to make sure we have fair maps and we're going to provide the resources and intellectual firepower to help those state elected officials litigate against these Democrats. It's, it's a program on the other side run by Barack Obama and Eric Holder. Enough said. They're really the one running the show, aren't they? Isn't Barack Obama and his people really running everything now? On this redistricting effort, it's very clear. President Obama has gone out and fought for maps that if you showed them to the average American, regardless of their party, they'd say that's crazy. They're deeply unfair. But anyway, they don't reflect what, Glenn, you and I know, right? One, one person, one vote, right? They're just, they're just fundamentally indecent. And so what, what we can't do is complain and whine and do nothing. We have, to, we have to articulate our vision and then go out and fight and crush and never give an inch and fight these battles and win them and get fair maps for so that we can get conservatives elected. You know, I don't know if you know this, but uh, uh, John Adams and Thomas Jefferson, towards the end of their lives, uh, they were corresponding with one another. And um, they said, you know, this is going to fail. And they said, yes. The other one, yes, but the people will see what we were trying to do. And the other one said, we should have put more Leviticus in it. And apparently what they were talking, <laughs> what they were talking about was, the idea of stakes that w- districts should just be blocks of, you know, 500 or a thousand people and they should just be blocks. And those blocks just keep breaking up uh, as the population gets more and more dense. That would stop all yeah. of this, wouldn't it? It, it would. I'm, I'm familiar with that debate. Uh, they went at it. Uh, hammer and tong for sure. They yeah. got a Senate that was represented by states and then the, you know, the deal to allow equal representation for the population in the House of Representatives. There were big fights about this. Here's what we know today. Today, not only Democrats and progressives, but even the courts have permitted these districts to be drawn in ways that are partisan and that reflect the, the worst of factions that those very founders were trying to right. bust up. We, we, we shouldn't do that. We should go back to a more traditional set of understandings. Uh, they, they create The Democrats create these commissions that have this veneer of nonpartisanship They'll put five Democrats and two Republicans on the commission. We get rolled. We just can't let that happen. Uh, we cannot let them draw districts, not just, by the way, not just at the federal level, but county commission districts, state legislative districts. These things all matter for a decade. I'm convinced, Glenn, that with fair maps, the conservative voices will be heard and we'll have good things happen so all across America. This is why we have people like Nancy Pelosi in, because the districts are so crazy that they don't represent the 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 truth they represent uh a line really that snakes around to try to capture the people they want to capture and so the districts become more and more extreme even if that district is not extreme do i have that right absolutely you absolutely have it right take a look at what's going on in california where they control the state legislature and the governorship they're going to draw out a couple of members of Congress, or at least they're contemplating it, who won in close races last year. They'll make it nearly impossible for them to continue to serve and, frankly, to reflect the values of the people that they've been tasked to represent. They'll make these liberal districts. They'll make them 55-45 uh, Democrat, and uh, they will try, as they might, to hang on to this little bit of power because, in the end, Glenn, it's all about power for the progressives. And we have to make sure that these fair maps pre- prevent that from happening for another decade. Is How much does the uh, census play a role in this? 
Uh, it's a big deal. It obviously drives the data set that gets used in litigation and for state legislators to make their decisions. So, you know, the fact that there were questionable outcomes from this past census uh, you, certainly concerns me. Can you go into that? Because I don't think most people paid attention. That happened when everybody was talking about the election. Well, there are two things. One, there was a big court case. Uh, Secretary Ross had filed a court case. There's a, a lot of argument that says that the Constitution only intended citizens to be counted as part of the census. We were unsuccessful at that. So now you have census decisions. That is, how many members of Congress one state gets decided on how many people are there, even if they're here illegally. Uh, and then the second thing, uh, the, the timing of the release of the census and the contents of the census <laughs> Uh, we're all, in the end, controlled by the Democrats, and this will this will make it easier for Democrats, and that's why the work that we're engaged in is even so much more important. So um, what do you need from people? Anything? No, just uh, I, we need them to encourage their state elected officials, their state assemblymen, their state delegates, their state representatives, their state senators. Get a backbone. Be tough. Don't give in. Don't just say, oh, goodness, this won't happen. This won't affect me. It affects every family all across America. Make sure that we're watching what's going on in this redistrict. If they see it coming off the rails in their state to raise the flag and we will come to provide the support they need to get fair maps so they can actually make sure their vote matters. Mike, can I ask you two questions to jobs you used to have? One, uh, I don't I don't know if I trust. I don't know what to trust anymore. I don't trust our Justice Department. I don't trust our intelligence community anymore is it, can you talk me off the ledge or sh- uh, should i be on this ledge so here's my here's my best and i, I i'll speak for the organization i ran I, I i saw what happened to the fbi it became deeply politicized i also saw that there was risk that happening at the other intelligence organizations including the one that i ran at cia I, my predecessor was a fellow named john brennan mm-hmm. he, he brought real politics into how they did analysis of the data that was collected my, my second observation is most of the folks who work at the CIA are good people. A lot of ex-military folks, a uh, significant piece of them. Uh, these are people who are trying to do their jobs, execute on behalf of America, make sure we have good info for our decision makers. But if the political leadership is corrupted, if the people who are appointed and the people who are confirmed decide to drive politics down into whether it's uh, the Justice Department or the FBI or any intelligence agency, this is where it comes unhinged. We, we saw that at the FBI. We've seen it in the Department of Education Civil Rights Division. We've seen it. We, we, want, we want good people with sound values leading those. And it's why these elections ultimately matter, because the people presidents put around them drive into those systems and processes. And people ask me, because we were involved over in Afghanistan, people have asked me, Glenn, is the State Department, why would they intentionally thwart all of these things? And I answer the same way, that I believe there are good people in the State Department. In fact, I know there are, because there are some people that are helping, um, but they're at the lower levels. On the other, I, I can't give you an answer other than, you know, if it was incompetence, occasionally things would break in America's favor. And they don't seem to. <laughs> no, uh, this is policy. These are decisions that President Biden and his senior team made in Afghanistan. And I'll pause there for a second to say bless you for the work you're doing, helping folks get out, helping Americans get out, helping those who we made promise to get out. It is 
critical work. Don't give up. There's Thank you. A handful of groups doing it. I, I know you know this. There's a handful of other groups doing it too. Yeah, we do. should all figure out how to work together. We are to get folks out as quickly and as capably as that. So bless yep. you and and stay in that fight. Thank you. But you've you've run into it. You've run to it. Senior State Department levels where they just need a clearance to fly, or they just need a single piece of paper. Well, within yep. the simple capacity of the State Department to deliver, and there is a down on from high decision not to do that. I can't explain it. I also can't articulate why they made the set of decisions they did around closing programs, pulling the military out before the civilians. These are unexplainable. And I think they, they drive to a deeper misunderstanding of who we are as Americans. Mike, thank you very much. Um, We'd love to have you on again. We really, I'm a big fan and I really appreciate everything that you've done. God bless you. Thank you. Mike Pompeo back in just a minute. When it comes to buying and selling homes, how's your experience been? If your answer is anything better than Rocky, then I commend you. Uh, There's nothing more frustrating than having to deal with a mediocre real estate agent, especially one that really doesn't listen to you. When you're buying a house, they got to listen to you and they don't seem to get it. Uh, When you're selling a house, somebody that can help you get your house prepared for a sale I have been frustrated in my life of uh, of really not even knowing who a good real estate agent is, how to find them. I mean, usually just a friend will say, I had a good one. And uh, is that the best one I can find? This is the largest investment you'll ever make. Get some of the best agents out there, the, the best in your area. We have a set of criteria that we look at. How long have they been in the business? Do they have? Uh, do they have a system that creates a lot of demand at their website? Do they have people already circling through? Some of our real estate agents sell more in a weekend than most real estate agents in their area will sell in a whole year. They're the best of the best, in our opinion, but I want you to find out yourself. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find a real estate agent, whether you're buying a house across the street, across the state, or across the country. You're selling or buying, find the right one, a free service to you. Realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Hey, just real quick, I just want to congratulate Mark Levin. Uh, He just, for his book, American Marxism, just uh smashed the one million books sold (laughs) that is impossible to do now in today's book market that does not occur yeah Uh, i mean amazing that's amazing congratulations mark you deserve it Uh, this i mean he works so hard on his books he does and he's brilliant and he's really brilliant didn't know there were still a million people who read books (laughs) i wasn't or could read yeah uh, at all yeah which is i i had lower opinions of this Mm -hmm. country i guess than i should Mm -hmm. that's that's an amazing achievement it is it is I, i can't tell you the last time i saw a million books sold Really hard to do. Really hard. Really hard. Impossible. To do. And one of the things, because there was a time you go back decades and you could sell a million books. A really successful book might do a million in, a, in the first week or the first month. Yeah. You have to really be consistent. People need to keep buying that book for week after week after week after oh, week. Oh, months. Yeah. Uh, now. To do that. So that's really, that's yeah. a great achievement. Yeah. Yeah. I like Mike Pompeo, by the way. I, I, you know, he's one of those guys, there's varying levels of, of aides that worked through the, and, and cabinet level people who worked through 
the Trump administration. Some I really like, some, eh, you know, are not my favorites. Mike is, just, he's a really smart guy. He's on top of it. He's a serious person. Uh-huh. Uh, and you can tell, I mean, whether you agree with him or not, he's a force to be reckoned with on, on, on the stuff. Oh, I think he's really, I think he's really good. I hope we see him again. But there's, there's certainly talk around him as a potential presidential candidate, particularly if, if Donald Trump does not decide to run again. Uh, there's a lot of people kind of in that realm that I think are, are closely enough tied to Trump that they wouldn't run against him. But why would you run? I mean, if Trump is going to run, honestly, yeah, do, would you sign up to be a part of the the gaggle going it's up? It's his if he wants it, clearly. Yeah. And well, his his own aides have said he's 98 percent or 99 percent going to run. His yeah, own, his he's own going to run. He's going to run. I think so. Yeah. At the very least, he's not going to say he's not going to run. Yeah. Um, I do not expect uh, Mike Pence to be the uh, VP if he does run again. And that's another possibility would, for Mike Pompeo. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as, you know, again, there's this is not Mike talking. Obviously, he was just on the show on something else. But that, your mind jumps, of course, because we we do overemphasize the importance of this back and forth politics part of it. But looking forward, I mean, how can you not with the way things are going right now? It's it's there's a there's an escapism element to look ahead at some other option other than Biden Harris. And, you know, this 2022 election is going to come pretty quickly. Hopefully uh, there's enough there to stop what the left is trying to do in a lot of ways. Do you but... know what the Republicans are for? Are you... <laughs> is no, a philosophical that's a, question? No, it's a serious question. Mm-hmm. Do you know what they're for? If there's been if there's ever been a time when they need to say this is what we believe and this is what we will stand for and this is what we'll do and hold us to it it's now because i i don't know what they stand for right now it's essentially just it's donald trump's party right when it comes to a presidential level it's it's no 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 no, no. i mean for the for the The midterms okay for the okay yeah yeah for the house and the senate well i think all they need to do honestly all they need to stand for is to i'm not joe biden or kamala harris that's that is essentially and i know you always get into this and you're correct and that running uh, against something is not as good as running for something and they will they will emphasize certainly they will talk about the things that like, for example, the overreach of government through COVID, uh, I think I think a huge part of this is going to be what the left did to keep kids out of school and all the effects that are going to echo through our society for a long time to come because of that decision. Oh, decades. Yeah. Decades. That's something they can definitely emphasize. And I think there are it's a popular position. Yeah. Now, this is why you mentioned before earlier today that they're trying to reverse this. The Democrats are trying to say they were the ones who wanted kids yeah. back in schools. In Virginia, that's actually what the Democrats are running on. That they're the ones <laughs> that wanted to open the schools. It was the Republicans that stood in the way. Unbelievable. This is the Glenn Beck Program. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Okay, the Fed hasn't moved the interest rate yet. They just announced they were going to move it next year, um, but the interest rate is already creeping up at banks. Please, if you are looking to get a mortgage for a home, or if you're looking to get uh, a refi or a consolidation loan, right now is the time to do it. Please do it right now. You could save hundreds of dollars a month, if not a thousand dollars a month. Uh, what is your mortgage rate at? Is it three percent, four percent? 
please, before you do anything else, check and get on the phone with American Financing just to see if they can save you hundreds, if not a thousand dollars a month. 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. That's AmericanFinancing.net. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck program. Glad you're here. Um, I saw that... Who was it? Wasn't Jack Dorsey. He was one of the, one of the uh, content people... Uh, at uh, at big tech that said, oh, they're looking into letting Donald Trump back on, back on. Are we going to let him on? Well, 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 we're thinking about it. We're taking it under advisement. Yeah, uh, might have something to do with the president's uh, tech lawsuit. He is suing all of them. Catherine or Katie Sullivan, she's general counsel at America First Policy Institute. And uh, we wanted to get her on and talk about where this is headed. Hi, Katie. How are you? Hi, it's so great to be on the show. I'm a big fan. Thank, oh, thank you, you, you so much. Thank you very much. That means a lot coming from you. I, I know you were in the, with the Attorney General, uh, yes. Bill Barr, under the Trump administration. So tell me, tell me what um, is happening with this, this lawsuit. Sure. So we filed a complaint, um, the first complaint announced by the president as our lead plaintiff. Uh, it included a cause of action for, uh, for, you know, for the First Amendment violations. We then amended the complaint to add uh, issues surrounding Section 230 and the potential unconstitutionality of that as applied, as well as two really interesting claims under Florida law, which is that, in essence, these uh, big tech, uh, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook are lying to their users. So we have all of those causes of action now pending. Wait, 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 wait. How are they lying to their users? Well, they tell um, the users, so say, you know, my mother, your mother, whomever is sitting at home, believing that they're on some kind of free open discord uh, platform where they're getting all kinds of unfiltered ideas. And yet they are most clearly and in a most biased way filtering the information that people are getting on their sites. Uh-huh. Um, so that that is the biggest, uh, I would say, lie there is. What makes it even worse and contrary to Florida law is the fact that they the information that they choose to allow um, to be public is all in collusion with government officials. Yes. And it's what government officials and, and really the Democrats want. So that's the big lie, Glenn, in, in our opinion. Well, I, I tell you, they, you're exactly right with that. You can see just by all the people that are going in and out of the Democratic White House, you know, every, every four years um, that are going to big tech. But, you know, the other thing is, is they destroy businesses and reputations they every time they mark any of my any of my tweets or any of my posts with uh you know possible false information or whatever and they have been wrong 
over and over and over again. But every time they do that, they create the impression that I am faulty, uh, that I provide faulty information. And I have no problem if it's true, but most times it's not true. Correct. And they're deciding. It's the 1984 um, Ministry of Truth from uh, George Orwell, 1984. It is truly the Ministry of Truth. This is what they are doing. They're deciding, they're gaslighting America and deciding what they will label as truth and not truth. When we know that there are two, I mean, this country, Glenn, is built on the idea that we have open discord and mm-hmm. different ideas and freedom of speech. And so you're right. And they took the sitting president of the United States and continually labeled his tweets and his other posts um, as misinformation. This is right before the 2020 election. What is the user at home supposed to be thinking? What kind of damage does that do uh, uh, to his presidential race? I mean, it is, it's exactly as you say, but it's not just him. It's everyday censored American. Over 94,000 have uh, provided their stories on takeonbigtech.com and told us, they're, I mean, they're heart-wrenching, these stories, and the people's lives that have been ruined. Ruined. Just yep. ruined. Just ruined. Uh, so they, they filed, I think it was, what, two weeks ago, a uh, motion to transfer the venue, which would take it out of Florida and bring it to big tech California. Did mm-hmm. that go through or not? So it's really kind of interesting because we do have three judges as each case is so factually specific. It's not really appropriate to consolidate um, for multiple reasons that okay. would probably bore your listeners. Uh, however, so right now we have motions to change a transfer venue filed in front of three different judges in all three cases. And our responses were filed in YouTube and Twitter last week. And so we sh- were expecting decisions there. And our Facebook response is due on Friday. We may have a chance to reply. So we'll see what the Florida judges have to say. I just don't, first of all, Jack Dorsey, hasn't he shut down all of his offices and everyone's working remotely? (laughs) And so I don't know how you can say that you have some forum in Northern California when, you know, you've decided to be completely remote. It's, there's all kinds of reasons why their motion to change venue just doesn't work anymore. It is in their terms of service and that's what they're going to rely on. Um, but we do have arguments against that. So um, how how real do you think this is? How afraid do you think they are? I mean, if if this if this strategy works, I mean, this is up there with the Abrahamic Accords as a legacy for Trump. Yeah, it's so, of course. You know, we are the litigating attorneys in this case are brilliant. John Cole leading the pack, uh, just have a team of litigating attorneys who are incredible. I really believe in this case and all four causes of action. They haven't been very public. Of course, MSNBC and CNN dismissed it as ridiculous. But here's what's interesting. There um, we had an intern from America First Policy Institute who took a business class and on her very first day, they brought this case up. 
as something that was being taught. She's actually over in Scotland. Mm. Uh, Twitter, a Twitter lawyer is giving an hour-long speech on a panel for continuing legal education and a great big, huge conference here in Virginia. If you represent the plaintiff in any lawsuit against big tech, you had to, you weren't allowed to go to the conference. So there's little indications like that, uh, Glenn, that I think shows that they're a little more concerned about this than maybe CNN and MSNBC are reporting. Mm. And the ramifications, what happens if you win? Well, if we win, the first thing is, is our motion for preliminary injunction, since President Trump has such a unique set of circumstances and what we believe is a government exception, the president, uh, if the president is reinstated pursuant to our injunction, then that's a real sign that they're concerned. Um, And I think at that point, we start to look at, you know, what this class action can be. There's some other really interesting cases around the country, and I just want to take a second and remind everyone that Section 230 was designed to uh, uh, provide, you know, grow the Internet, have this be a burgeoning business. But they're supposed to be watching exploitation and, you know, for children and sex trafficking. And there are cases across this country, um, including one, uh, which is uh, with a Sports Illustrated model, and, and it, which is very strong, and her copyright has been uh, completely infringed upon knowingly by Twitter and Pornhub. And they're not shutting that down at all. Twitter is the way that many people are trafficked on a regular basis. Twitter and yet, is? They, yes. Oh, yes, sir. There's two separate cases pending currently, one in Texas and one in California, for people who were trafficked direct. And I've spoken to victims who were trafficked through Twitter. So I will just say that that, I think, is also an interesting angle for these companies that is not part of what we are doing, but is part of pressure that's being put upon them, which is you're not even doing what Section 230 allows you to do, which is to take down content to prevent sex trafficking and, and you know, ch- child exploitation. You're not accomplishing that. However, look what you're doing to the President of the United States and other good people like you, Glenn Beck. Hmm. Um, Katie, that's nice of you to say. May I ask a, may I ask a question? Uh, because you, you did work for... Um, uh, Attorney General William Barr, and I've really mm-hmm. lost my, I've I've lost my trust of the Justice Department, and I was really I was rooting for uh, for for uh, Bill Barr, and and the Durham report, and it it just never came out. Do you have any insight on that? What 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 happened? What was going on? The only insight that I do have is, and it's funny because I really love. President Trump and respect him and blew up my life and left the judgeship in order to come here to Washington, D.C. and work for him. Mm. So I am very loyal to him. I also worked very, very closely with Bill Barr and and love him very much as well. Um, One of the best parts about working for General Barr is that, you know, there weren't leaks. There was you know, you stayed in your lane. Mm-hmm. And so anything, that, and even though I traveled with him quite frequently, we, you know, I speak to him occasionally now. I, I, I really, he's a fantastic guy. I don't have any insider knowledge <laughs> because 
he is someone who was totally professional and buttoned up and you just didn't talk out of school. And that's not how he ran the department. Well, good so, for him. Good yeah. for him. Good for him. Katie, thank you so much. And uh, let us know how we can uh, how we can help. Are you still taking stories? Yes. Take on Any of your listeners who have been censored in any way, please come tell us your story. We'll reach out. We're featuring videos of people um, about three or four times a week. Take on bigtech.com. It would be great if, if you guys can share and, and our hearts go out to each and every one of you. It's all very personal to everyone and, and we do care. So thank you. And thank you for everything you do, Glenn Beck. You bet. Thank you. Katie Sullivan, okay. uh, general counsel, American first policy Institute, take on big have you ever received a phone call, a text, or an email from somebody posing as an IRS agent, a police officer, power company, Apple, demanding that you pay them using gift cards or give you information? If so, you've been targeted for a scam. The real IRS doesn't scam you with gift cards. They just point a gun at you and make you hand over your money. I know it sucks. But it's more efficient that way. Anyway, it's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. And every day we put our information on risk at risk on the Internet. And LifeLock helps detect a wide range of identity threats. Not all of them. Nobody can. But if something goes wrong, they send you an alert. Plus, you have access to a dedicated restoration specialist if you do become a victim. That's where the rubber meets the road with LifeLock. Join now and save up to 25% off your first year with promo code BACK. That's 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or go to LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BACK for 25% off now. LifeLock.com, promo code BACK. 888-727-BECK. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. We're glad you're here. If you missed a second of today's show, you, you want to go back and listen to it. Today was a really good show. And it's rare for us. They're usually, you know. We're on the uh, one a month plan. Yeah. You know, one good yeah. show a month. Yeah. That's all we really strive for. And so really, this has been it. So check yeah. in again well, in October. Sept- yeah, it's late September. Yeah, right? yeah, you know, yeah. It's going to be October next week. So. Yeah. so it might happen the first day of October. You don't know. But you we'll don't want to miss know. it. We'll let you know. Now, every once in a while, like the third of the month, we have a really yeah. good show and everyone can just tune out for yeah. the rest of the month. You'd be like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not working out for me. Yeah. We had the good show. We're, we've put in our quota. Enough. That's enough. By the way, are you watching? Uh, are you watching um, anything on Apple TV? No, I have a subscription to it, but I don't know that I've. Okay, turned you it should on probably cancel it or use it. I want to say they gave it to me free somehow. I, I <laughs> you like, want to say I, that? I don't know if I. You bought... can check that. You know, <laughs> I don't want to check. Yeah, I know. You don't want to check your subscriptions. No, you. By don't. the way, if Blaze TV's on there, uh, that's supposed to be like that, so don't worry about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's one of those things where like I have. 10,000 different streaming services mm-hmm. at this point. I don't know what's on any of them. I tell you, Apple is really good and good. The Morning Show. Have you watched The Morning Show? Is that the Steve Carell, Jennifer yeah. Aniston? My gosh, is that good. I watched the first couple episodes. It was pretty, pretty oh, interesting. It's riveting. It's riveting. It's behind gotta, the scenes of a morning show, kind of in the Matt Lauer type of vibe. We have lived this. Really? Everyone in it, you're like, I know that person. 
oh, I know that person. I know that person. Sort of all based on news. Yeah. So it's it's uh, it's different for me to watch it. But Tanya just loves it. I mean, it's really well done, really well done. The thing about Apple is they are doing very high quality. Well, they have pretty much every A-list celebrity from the last 15 years in the show. So I don't know. And they have uh, I mean, a lot they, of money. They just did uh, Foundation, which I think is fantastic. That's good. Just fantastic. Um, uh, that just came out. Uh, Ted Lasso. Hysterical. The last thing I would watch is a, a show about a sport <laughs> that I really kind of hate yeah, in really a different to, country. Could have stopped that after sport. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it got worse. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Based on a Saturday Night Live bit or an NBC commercial, I think that's what it was. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and it's it's so good. I think the one that came out Friday, the one that came out last Friday, was the worst episode I've ever seen, possibly of any episode <laughs> I've ever seen of any show. <laughs> really? This one, I think. What's his name? Uh, Sadukas. Sadekas. Uh, Sadekas. Yeah. I think he's going to. I think he'll win an Emmy based on last week's show really i mean tremendous tremendous see i'm in the tough position where tonight uh as a resident of dallas fort worth i have to watch the cowboys eagles game um, which is always tumultuous no matter what but living in dallas as an eagles fan i will likely not survive till tomorrow i have tickets um oh really go well, yeah, I'm gonna. You know, yeah, of course I want to go. Yeah, you're, well, you're good luck. There? No, I'm not my tickets. I'm not giving you my tickets. But I was just saying, I have tickets. You should get some. And go. I, I I do hate you. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Glenn Beck program.